today is unit six, chapter two, endocrine health and vitamins. This is a good one for all humans. And I feel like it's especially good for women. I feel like we always just need help with their endocrine system. And maybe it's because so many things happen in our life that throw our endocrine system off so dramatically, you know, pregnancy, nursing, various experiences with menstruation and stuff like that can all just be these huge, drastic changes on our endocrine system. Whereas I feel like guys endocrine journey is typically a little more straightforward. You know, they go through puberty and then kind of carry on through the rest of their life, more or less the same. <laughs> we have like lots of changes. So I feel like it's always good for us to get kind of up to speed on endocrine system stuff. Uh, the endocrine system is intricate and it affects all our body systems. We learned in the last, uh, the last chapter, it affects every single body system. Shocker. I know we are always taught like your thyroid has a problem or your adrenal has a problem or your uterus has a problem. Never do we get your entire body is screaming at you, you know, was always you know, we don't have an entire body pill. We have a thyroid pill. So let's talk about that. Right. So taking the, um, scope of our entire body, what's called the holistic approach is just, it's not common in Western medicine. It is the norm. Once you leave Western medicine, all other modalities that I have ever heard of uh, shamanism and, um, Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, all of them encompass your entire body. When, you know, you come in and ask about your mood swings, right? They're like, so how's your relationship with your mother? And what do you eat for dinner? <laughs> and what way is your head pointing when you sleep? <laughs> you know? And whereas here we're like, um, you know, oh, here's the pill for a bad relationship with your mom and also block people because people are toxic, you know, like that, that's the Western response. Not like, let's get to the bottom of these issues. <laughs> no, God forbid. So um, our uh, <clears throat> too much or too little of a hormone is a problem. Too much of a good thing, not enough of a good thing with, um, with the holistic mindset, then we don't want to go overboard on any one thing ever. So no one therapy or medication or oil even is just, you know, over the top. We kind of have this broad spectrum of things. That's why instead of getting one, you know, 45 milliliter bottle of oil when you buy your starter kit, you get a whole bunch of different ones because different body systems and you want to address them all. So the hypothalamus, let's jump into that real quick. Um, hypothalamus, that's, if you remember from the last chapter, it's our, which I, whenever people say things like that, I'm like, I literally don't remember at all, <laughs> but it's helpful when I have the book in front of me. So in the last chapter, that's our main connection for the endocrine system to the brain. That's the plug right there. So vitamin C is our number one nutrient for the hypothalamus optimal performance, and it helps protect our body from toxins. So we are in the last unit of this book and we're literally it's deceiving because we're halfway through the book the there are so many appendices and they're so good 
is not the kind of appendix you want to just lop off. <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> um, but there is an appendix F that has a list of foods high in vitamin C, or you can go on the internet and search for foods high in vitamin C, or you can probably just post on your Facebook, <laughs> what foods are high in vitamin Z? And 900 people will respond to everything from Pop-Tarts to oranges. Okay, pituitary gland. So uh, we, we definitely want our pituitary gland working well, as we know it's um, associated with our adrenals. So not, not just growth, of course, it's, you know, helps control our height and all of that. Um, but tumors in pituitary can cause excessive production, production of corticotropin. I'm not sure if I said that right, but you know, I just say words and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. And this can overstimulate production of corticosteroids in the adrenals, which causes Cushing syndrome. Large doses of corticosteroids taken by children to treat autoimmune diseases such as lupus also may cause Cushing syndrome. So now uh, you can, you either already know what Cushing syndrome is because you've been told about it or you know somebody with it, or you can just look it up. But vitamin C and E are what we use to support our pituitary and aid in its function. Uh, your pituitary is one of the largest tissue stores of vitamin C and um, appendix E or no appendix F has foods high in vitamin C and E. So then we have, our, so, so far we have C and E <laughs> we're on, we're on, on track here to our healthy endocrine system. Oh, you know what we should do ladies when we do the Valentine's class, I was thinking, um, Colleen, Claudia, and mom, you're the only ones local to me. So <laughs> you'll appreciate this. I was thinking, let's do one in person and the same one on zoom, like just do it twice basically. And then Colleen, like if, if it was on a day, the zoom was on a day when you could be here, you know what I mean? We could kind of like co do it, you know, but, um, do it in person and do it, um, on zoom and let everybody know kind of what they would need to buy in case if you want to like make it along with us at the same time. Um, but uh, maybe we should also make a food that has these nutrients that we're talking about. So show them how to make, you know, orange salad or something, you know, um, just so that we can incorporate in the conversation of nutrients and the endocrine system. Um, obviously that's not happening before Valentine's day, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, love can happen all year long. All right. Hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism. This is a condition in which thyroid hormones in the blood are elevated. I had a friend with, uh, hyperthyroidism, I believe was the one it caused her to lose and gain like drastic amounts of weight to the point where like, like in the span of one week, she had her, she was getting married and they put the wedding dress on her and it fit. And then, um, on the day of the wedding, they had to like, basically use clips to like, like it, it was falling off of her for the day of the wedding. And she was, and it was so frustrating to her because her weight was going up and down. And I know just 
in the span of like having a baby and then kind of, you know, moving through the postpartum period, you know, losing some weight and then having another baby and all of that, just that long, slow, um, experience of weight loss, gain, loss, gain, loss, gain was tedious enough and frustrating enough. And like, you literally never know what clothes are going to fit you out of your closet. I cannot imagine the frustration of hyperthyroidism and how just awful that would be. And also people would say things like, oh, you're so lucky to lose weight so quickly. And she was like, you don't understand. This is a horrible, horrible thing. It is not a good thing. And don't even say that I'm lucky for it. So, um, hyperthyroidism in children and teens is usually caused by Graves disease. This is an immune system problem that causes our thyroid gland to become very active. Remember, if anybody ever tells you, which they will on the internet a lot right now, that we understand the immune system completely, just, just shake your head and smile and say, you're so precious. <laughs> Because that's a lie. We don't. We have all these mysterious autoimmune diseases. And Elaine was talking about them right when we started. And you go to the doctor's office and they will say things like, we don't have the answers. We don't know. But some people, and this might, you know, and for the next 20 years and for the rest of your life, you'll need to. And all these things, questions will be left unanswered. And there's no medication that fixes them. There's only medication that helps you cope with the symptoms. So, uh, definitely if somebody tells you, we understand the mechanics of the immune system completely, and we can jack with it all we want, just walk the other way because you need to protect your immune system. Once it is wrecked, it is basically impossible to fix it again. It is not completely impossible depending on what happened. I have seen people do remarkable things to heal. Um, even Elaine's story, as she has told us before, is a, such a remarkable story of healing. And and yet she still will tell you, I still have to be watchful for things. And, you know, she can't just like casually go out and live the Pop-Tart life, right? Like she, ha she, she just can't, she doesn't. Um, so just know that we need to protect our immune system. It's up to us. And the way you protect your immune system is pretty much through food. <laughs> I know, it's not what we wanted to hear. Mm. And no food from a big grocery store, pretty much through food that comes from small farms. Worse yet, you can't even have a lobbyist get involved in this. Okay, so excessive amounts of aluminum in the body can accumulate in a thyroid and that can cause overactivity. Any of this ringing a bell, anybody? Symptoms of overactive thyroid include weight loss, nervousness, tremors, excessive sweating, increased heart rate and blood pressure, protruding eyes, swelling in the neck due to enlarged thyroid gland or goiter. Hypothyroidism is where the thyroid hormones in the blood are very low. So hyper is high thyroid hormones and hypo is low um, thyroid hormones. Hashimoto's thyroiditis. This is an immune system which causes damage to the thyroid and blocks the production of thyroid hormones. And Elaine went through that. In fact, we, um, I think, Elaine, have we ever actually recorded your story? Um, no, we haven't. Oh, and I'd, li I'd like to do that. I'd like let's, to do that. I've never that. posted it in your group. Yeah, let's plan it. Let's plan it for the first Tuesday after this ends. And then okay. if, if that is fine for you, I mean, if something comes up, just let us know and we'll throw something else in. No, that's totally fine. I would love it. Yeah, no, I would absolutely love April. it. Okay. That would be really good because this is something people have questions about. So yeah, we'll get it recorded. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I 
posted it in another group a year ago and recently somebody re-tagged the whole oh. thing and I'm getting a whole slew of questions again. Hey. It affects a lot of people. Yes, it does. It does. Autoimmune things in general. Um, yeah. There's a lot of but I, weird things. I have, um, I had to have my thyroid taken out um, because it was growing down my my throat toward my heart and my lungs right 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 and what's interesting i was always considered more hypo um and what and but it was not cancerous and i, I and some of that's hereditary on the female side uh it, what was interesting was and i you know and they they took it out and but they also took out my my thyroid so i have to be on supplements the rest of right. my life right but my it's interesting. It was in the family. My my grandmother didn't have it, but her sister did. My mother didn't have it, but her sister did. Huh. And as far as thyroid problems and that kind of thing, having having and of course I'm not sure, but they took them out. You know, they just took them out in those days too. Right. Right. But in in my case, they had to they had to go in and do it. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been problematic, but I do know that hyperthyroidism is more dangerous. Um, but the other one is dangerous, but it's slower. It, it's slower to, yeah. to hurt you if you don't have control. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I would agree with that from what I've seen in people's stories, just, just that alone. And we do have one of the, one of our team members on here did have her thyroid taken out due to thyroid cancer. So yeah, she also has to take, she cannot go a day without taking the thyroid medication or she's just an absolute zombie. So, you know, when the thing that produces the thing is gone, thank God that we can supplement that, you know, but we absolutely need to do that. So do you think, I, I did want to, I did have a question. Um, do you think that, <laughs> Do you think that some of the supplements of Young Living, like the thyroid, I mean, I know I, I don't have one, but I do, you know, I do replace it with with what I was wondering if that would help with the other parts, you know, like the, the other parts of the endocrine system. Oh, yeah, we should. So as soon as we stop the recording, we should talk about that because I don't want to say anything uncompliant. But oh, um, right. Okay. Yeah, but I think that, I'm sorry. No, not at all. I think it's a really good question to ask and more people should be asking it. I think that that's something we should definitely talk about. And for anybody who's listening to the recording, they should just grab their favorite desk reference, which they can get um, you know, <laughs> online or even on Kindle, you can get one for 20 bucks, but, um, and look in there for those supplements to see what we're going to talk about. Um, so thyroid hormone deficiency, which is the hypothyroidism that she's talking about, this slows body processes. Remember I said my friend basically becomes a zombie without her medication. So it can lead to fatigue, a decreased heart rate, which of course is dangerous, dry skin, weight gain, constipation. And that happened to my friend too. She's, she's told me all of these things that, you know, and that's, that's really hard, you know, because of course, yeah, you want to get rid of the thing that has the issue. And now you're faced with all these other issues because your body, you know, is missing one of the screws, what that's supposed to be spinning, you know? So being able to 
supplement it as well as we can. So let's look at some nutrition things. Um, when our thyroid is suspected to be functioning high or low, of course you can get blood tests. Uh, and then iodine, which we were just talking about today, is required for the formation of thyroid stimulating hormone three and four. Um, that's an essential mineral. If you're taking Young Living supplements, it is in the nitro. I'm not sure if it's in any other supplement we have, but I do know that there's a daily dose in um, nitro, <laughs> which if you have hypothyroidism, you're probably already taking nitro because it causes fatigue. So you're probably already looking for things that can help boost with energy. Um, the nutrients for thyroid support, which I don't, I wonder, um, Elaine, and maybe you can weigh in on this too from your reading, are these nutrients things that, you know, if we've had our thyroid taken out, like do the nutrients do us any, I mean, obviously they're good nutrients. They do us good for all sorts of body systems, but, um, you know, do we supplement our thyroid when it's not there or... So the supplements are meant to support your thyroid. So if you don't have one, you're not supporting your thyroid. It doesn't replace what the thyroid does. It just helps the thyroid work more optimally. So if you don't have one, then it's not going to help you. Okay. So it's not going to be the same thing. Um, no, I mean, most of the supplements are, are supporting your body systems. They're not replacing what right. your actual, Right. it's not going to replace. So think about it. You're going to take, um, um, I just drew a blank on the, on the supplement the one that supports your heart. So if you oh, took cardio your heart out, yeah, it's not going to take place of your heart. If you took your heart right. out, right. Then it wouldn't it's be only supporting the organ. It's supporting the organ so that it works optimally. Yeah. I wonder if fireman is still a good one owing to that. There's porcine thyroid in it. There may be, but I think you'd have to maybe take an incredible amount yeah, of it. You probably need like a handful <laughs> to kind of get that effect. Right. But if some of the supplements are, they're good for the other things, uh, yes. for the other, yes. other. Absolutely. I think if you took it your body in other ways, for sure. If you're taking it along with your replacement, like you were saying earlier, like, well, I'm replacing it. What if I take the things that help stimulate it? Then, yeah, I think that would be, I mean, like I had Yeah. Like I had T3 because that my, like my T3 is not making the T4 or, or exactly. vice versa. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But, but they only, they won't, they'll only give you the replacement for one of those. And then, because your body's supposed to, to to take that and change it to the other T, whatever. Right. And and like um, my doctors won't even, you know, they just say, well, just, you know, I, it's just, it's a delicate balance and certainly nutrients and somebody and that too, hopefully. Right. The best thing that you can do for yourself is make sure that your gut health is in check, because if your gut health is in check, that that's the most important thing that I learned on my journey is it's gut health. It's all about your gut health. And then your the rest of your, um, your endocrine system, your thyroid, all, even your pituitary gland, every, it just resets everything because it helps your body figure out what it needs to do. Our bodies are amazing. They know exactly what to do to self heal. I mean, think about it. You cut yourself, your body eventually closes that up. If you're really, really sick, it's not going to do that. If you're not eating well, it's not going to do that. If your body's not absorbing nutrients, it's not going to do that. 
And the only way that it's gonna do that is if you have optimal gut health. So really, really have to start with the gut before you do anything else. Because everything else you pour into your body is just gonna be a wasteful. So true. So the nutrients for a thyroid include beta carotene and lycopene. So beta carotene is a precursor to vitamin A and it's in yellow and orange fruits and veggies, um, green leafy veggies, or not in yellow veggies, <laughs> orange veggies and yellow and orange fruits. Um, minerals, boron, iodine, and zinc. These are good for our thyroid. Vitamin A is required for optimal function. Vitamin B2 uh, is also helpful. Um, Essiac, which is a mixture of herbs, is supposed to help our thyroid. I have not heard of that. So if anybody has used that, let me know. And then um, therapeutic grade essential oils that support a healthy thyroid include lemongrass, myrrh, spearmint, myrtle, and wintergreen. Thank you, Elaine, for looking into that. Super, super, super helpful. Um, and I would love to share it with um, our other gal too. Uh, anything that you kind of dredge up, Elaine, because she definitely wants all the help for a thyroid you can get. Uh, parathyroid glands. Um, so there, um, hyperparathyroidism may lead to osteoporosis, interestingly. Nutrients to support the parathyroid glands include boron. This is in plants. Um, highest concentration is plants grown in arid climates. So I wonder if it's in prickly pear. I love prickly pear. Or uh, like agave, you know, those tend to grow in deserts. So I wonder if it's in those. Supplementation is usually not needed as long as you're eating plenty of fresh veggies and fruits. Sorry about the sound of the washer <laughs> sitting right next to it, of course. <laughs> it's like so loud. Um, so this is helpful, Elaine. Three milligrams of boron a day results in improvements in calcium and magnesium retention and elevated levels of estrogen and testosterone, which is exactly what you need for healthy bones. So that's, that's useful info that wasn't expecting to come across. All right. Pineal gland. Anybody who lives in Washington, Western Washington knows all about pineal gland and seasonal affective disorder. Nobody is on here today that is in Alaska, but we do have one of our silvers who just moved to Alaska. So um, where they're in northernmost regions of the world where there's little to no sunlight during winter days, too much melatonin is a problem. Our pineal gland is thinking that we're supposed to be in bed for 75% of the day. That's not helpful when you have kids, dishes, laundry, all kinds of other things, life, showers, <laughs> the things people do. So uh, when we're affected with SAD, as it's called, seasonal affective disorder, we often oversleep. Nobody else do that in the winter around here. Experience depression, tiredness, weight gain, and sadness. Treatments include being exposed to bright light for several hours a day to reduce the amount of melatonin in your body. So um, if, that, if that is a thing for you, 
you can actually get those therapy lights uh, online. Uh, we had friends who lived in Alaska before and they said that they would like sit in front of them for a long time during the day because they just needed it because there was days I think where there was like an hour of light a day can't imagine so adrenal insufficiency this is a health issue of our adrenal glands it's when our adrenal glands don't produce enough of the corticosteroid hormones symptoms include weakness fatigue abdominal pain nausea dehydration and skin changes so pantothenic acid, which is vitamin B5 and vitamin C are two of the primary nutrients our adrenals need. I always suggest as a part of postpartum care, super B, the vitamin from Young Living. It is absolute must. I take it during pregnancy also. I think it is an absolute must for postpartum moms because so many times they have found that uh, the, a lot of the symptoms that moms suffer postpartum are related to drastic vitamin B insufficiencies and our body just gives up everything for the baby. Of course, what could be more important than bringing a new life, health, healthily, healthfully and safely into the world, even if it costs you your bones and your liver and your heart and your lungs in the process and your brain, obviously we all know every baby gets part of your brain, but um, vitamin B is so, so, so important for moms to be taking. And if you, I think I froze. I'm not sure. I'm going to keep going. Hopefully it's not too bad on the recording. <laughs> um, if, um, if you are starting taking super B after really needing it for a long time, you may need to start at a higher dose than is listed on the bottle and then scale back after a while. So just be aware of that. I've known people who've done double or triple the dose for the beginning and now they're back to normal levels, um, but their body was just absolutely desperate. So pantothenic acid, which is vitamin B5 and vitamin C are two of our primary nutrients our adrenals need. Um, Physical and mental stress and the presence of mercury increase adrenal activity and it depletes the vitamin B5 and C from the glands. Vitamin B5 has been seen to activate adrenal glands. It can revive exhausted adrenal glands and the vitamin B5 deficiency can destroy our adrenals. Moms hear me. <laughs> vitamin B for moms. <laughs> the queen B needs her B. It's so important. Um, and our adrenals are another one of the largest tissue stores in our body of vitamin C. So if you're getting your vitamin C from Young Living, you have two choices. There's a chewable and there is a swallowable a tablet. <laughs> when I get the chewables, I like them both. I am super lazy, so lazy that I don't even want to chew. So I bite them in half and just swallow them like pills. <laughs> That's a new level of my laziness you just learned about. But um, those, I really like the tablet ones because they have like a, such a smooth and dare I say yummy coating on them, that they're very easy to take. So if you just prefer swallowing them, you can do that. If you don't like 
um, taking them like that, then get the chewable one and you can grind it up or even dissolve it in water and make yourself like vitamin C water, or you can throw it in some kind of a smoothie with like kefir and orange or something, you know, peaches, something yummy that would go with like the orange flavor in the vitamin. I mean, it's not a bad tasting vitamin at all. I just get tired of chewing it, <laughs> but I take like a bunch at a time. So that's why, <laughs> um, by a bunch, I mean like 10, <laughs> you get really tired of chewing when you're taking like 10. Um, okay. So remember that our, um, if, if our vitamin C is low then what our adrenals do, cause it is so important for the adrenals to have C it goes and like cannibalizes it from other places in your body that in turn now destroys your immune system. So remember the presence of mercury is depleting your adrenals activity. Your adrenal is deficient in vitamin C. So it goes into your body and cannibalizes vitamin C elsewhere. What that does is it now leaves your immune system vulnerable. Your white blood cells need the vitamin C to digest and kill pathogens. They don't have it now. Now, by getting your mercury in, into your body, you are now left completely defenseless in the rest of your immune system. I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> I said it as plainly as I can say it on the internet. Um, if vitamin C is not readily available to our body, pathogens will damage our body. Our immune system will suffer and we can do irretrievable damage to our body that way. So grab a bottle of vitamin C. I, I mean, it's, it's just one of those supplements that Gary and I have tons of bottles of them because if you, if something happens and you need to supplement your vitamin C aggressively, then I take an entire bottle in a day. And so this is something you want to have. Yeah, I do Camille. Um, uh, so you take like 10 or 15 every 15 or 20 minutes for a couple hours, basically until you start to feel like your digestive system kind of churning and chumbling around. And then, you know, you've like reached the maximum your body can absorb. Believe me when I say, a lot works really well <laughs> for stopping anything in its tracks, but, um, you need to have the bottles on hand for it because it really works the best. If you do that, the split second, you think there's any possible, like you're not denying it to yourself. You're, you're like right in that phase where you're like, and probably not, you know, that's when you do it. Right. So if I'm ordering it online, it's already too late. So I try to keep a bunch on hand all the time. And then it's just a good thing to supplement with daily. Of course we take, uh, you know, ninja and we eat a pretty wide variety of fruits and veggies and things like that. That. We do get a lot of seed through our food, but just a good thing to supplement with. Um, you can't overdose um, to a dangerous level on vitamin C. What happens if you get more vitamin C than your body can absorb is it just basically gives you diarrhea <laughs> and just starts like passing the vitamin C on out the back door. So you, it's, it's fine to take as much C as you want. And rarely are any of us actually in trouble or danger of overdosing on nutrition. All right. Vitamin A and choline. Those are good for our adrenal. They concentrate in the adrenals. You can find foods high in A, C, B5, and choline all listed in appendix F. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I, th I felt like I was saying choline with like an accent. 
once Colleen gets there. <laughs> Gotta have her Colleen. <laughs> oh, Sabrina's, Sabrina's passed out now. We lost her. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I just, I felt the South coming upon me. Okay, calcium, chromium, zinc, and magnesium. These are required for healthy function of the adrenal. I'm never going to come back from this. There's just no recovery after that all needed for healthy function of the adrenal glands. Um, and what else does every mom know is absolutely required for good functioning of the adrenals? Hint, it's something you're not gonna get. Good sleep. <laughs> so good luck on that one. <laughs> just kidding. We can try. Um, it is, it is important for our adrenals to get good sleep. Adaptogenic herbs for our adrenals includes nutmeg, licorice. By the way, do you know what the super B vitamins are coated in? Nutmeg, <laughs> nutmeg oil in the super B. Now it's all coming together, isn't it? Um, nutmeg, licorice, Siberian ginseng, and astragalus. And then for reproductive glands, they have an appendix five that has nutrients for supporting those. She doesn't include it in the actual chapter. There's just an entire section in the back for that, because there's like, if you have this, then this is your nutrients. And if you have this and this is your nutrients. So all the issues are listed back there. Um, our pancreas um, is supported. Um, chromium is an important mineral for regulating our blood sugar. And this is found in lots of foods. So um, go ahead and look those up. Antioxidant nutrients, vitamin C and E. Again, shining brightly. These aid our body in blood, blood sugar balance. Remember, a pancreas is really important for um, pancreatitis, obviously cancer of the pancreas, type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. These are all affected by our pancreas um, nutrition and all of that. Um, remember vit vitamin C also helps if we have, if our pancreas is having our time, then our, um, if we have diabetes, then we may have, um, bacterial infections that can be harder to fight off without vitamin C. Um, omega-3 fatty acids. This is for our cardiovascular health. Uh, foods high in fiber and protein, like legumes. We had delicious black eyed peas cooked in beef bone broth tonight. It was so good. For anyone who's on Azure standard, this is your lazy hack that I'm going to give you. If you have water or bone broth and you have dried beans, so we're already talking cheap, get the veggie dip mix from Azure the roast some of that in the instant pot or whatever, when you cook your beans, everybody, it literally takes, tastes like you spend most of the day making this soup. It is that good. It's just their herb mix that they use for veggie dip. Have I ever made it into veggie dip? I have not. Do I cook roast and bones and meat and beans and all kinds of things? Yes, I do. It's so good. And it really tastes like I tried hard, but I didn't. Um, cinnamon stimulates our insulin receptors. It significantly increases cells' ability to use glucose. Ask our good friend Robin about her story with cinnamon bark oil. 
when she started eating it in her oatmeal every morning and the amazing thing her doctor told her. All right, so our liver breaks down and remember our liver also produces hormones so our liver breaks down and produces hormones not our liver breaks down that's not how i meant that centered sentence grammatically to end but it is crucial to the health of the endocrine system says deborah rayburn and to all the systems in the body a sick or sluggish liver can't do its job of cleaning out the bloodstream which what happens when somebody doesn't empty the trash can? It starts backing up through the whole house. It's on counters, it's on floors, it's piled around the little waste baskets in the house. It smells, it's bad, right? So when, when the end product is not hauled out, it just, it backs up the whole system with harmful waste and toxins. So a clogged up poorly functioning liver can cause bad breath, constipation, allergies, food cravings, fatigue, digestive problems, cancer, IBS, slow metabolism, weight gain, hormonal imbalances, and the list goes on. Remember what we discovered when we were doing the cleanse thing and I said that my eye always got really bloodshot and then Elaine looked it up and found that that was like a heavy liver detoxing. So we know my liver is probably having issues. And so it's a good thing that I'm doing some cleansing because I want to get to that liver cleanse one of these days. Um, so we can protect our liver, things that make it sluggish, um, too many fatty foods or sugary foods or excessive red meat, drinking alcohol. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Using harmful household chemicals. Uh, well, you can put that vodka to good use and use it to clean something. <laughs> um, taking prescription over-the-counter medications. Remember those build up on our liver and they thought early in the years that our liver could um, clean out talking toxins from like chemicals, household chemicals and lotions and things like that. Um, our liver cannot clean those out. They just build up in what's called bioaccumulation. And you have to take pretty serious, aggressive steps to get them out of your body. They don't otherwise leave. They just stay, they camp out. So we can get our liver clean. So remember what we went over in the cleanse class to the to the point of laboriousness was the colon comes first. And she says it here too, colon first, colon first. There's no point in really cleansing any organ of our body unless we do the colon first. Otherwise we just, we again, back everything up and all problems continue. But nutrients for our liver include biotin, which is vitamin B7 found in a B complex vitamin of which we know, which also includes the B5 and the, and the other Bs and the nutmeg that we all want. Choline, which is essential for normal function of the liver and may prevent dietary fats from accumulating in the liver. Folate can enhance the function of the liver. Inositol may facilitate removal of fats from the liver. Lipoic acid may protect the liver from toxic effects of many pharmaceutical drugs and toxins, such as toxic mushrooms. Anybody on here doing shrooms? I don't know. That's the first time I've seen toxic mushrooms mentioned. Hey, remember that amazing quote from Terry Pratchett, all fungi are edible. Some are just only edible ones. <laughs> 
um, alcohol, carbon tetrachloride, and toxic minerals. Um, liver malfunction can reduce our absorption of vitamin A. So supplement the whole food vitamin A. Uh, supplement the niacinamide form of vitamin B3 can inhibit the ability of alcohol to damage our liver. So everybody get on that. <laughs> vitamin B5 may help protect our liver from the toxic effects of alcohol. It's a lot of um, toxicity from alcohol. <laughs> Almost like I shouldn't be drinking it. Um, ailments of the liver can increase our B6 requirements. So I probably need more B6 anyways. That must be why I love vitamin B <laughs> because I always like am needing it. Um, and vitamin C can help prevent oxidative damage, damage caused by free radicals and um, damage in the liver caused um, by tobacco, smoking, and alcohol. Which are all two things that, all three things that we should probably not do. Kidneys, remember this is affect affecting again, things like diabetes, which we talk about on here all the time and high blood pressure. Um, so keeping our kidneys health healthy, drink lots of water, good, clean water. You can put lemon or lemon oil in your water. And then this isn't anything to do with the kidney necessarily, but I put some of those new drops from Young Living in my water. It's so good. The tangerine one, I think it's tangerine, tangerine spearmint. So good. Eat a lot of your food raw if you can. I don't know. I go back and forth on that. It's not really ancestral to eat raw food. <laughs> Avoid sodas and coffees. The reason why she wants you eating raw food is to get the enzymes. So eat active fermented foods. I would ferment it if I'm gonna eat a food raw. Um, otherwise it's really hard for our body to digest, but fermented foods, always good. Um, and then she's also trying to get more water in you that way. So, you know, drink your water, take your enzymes, eat fermented foods, avoid all sodas and coffee. <laughs> They're very acidic. Um, Heavily salted and smoked foods. Basically, my favorite thing, which is bacon. <laughs> well, you know. Um, and then vitamins for the kidneys, biotin, choline, lipoic acid, vitamin B1. I think that's a one. And that is... Basically, it. I'm going to read off this for you guys, just if you want, if you want these things in your mind, bad foods for the endocrine system, refined sugar, soda, caffeine, chocolate, what? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Camille, my face. Uh, well, <laughs> say goodbye to my immune system or my endocrine system because I'm eating chocolate. Um, okay. Chocolate, bananas and dried fruits, which have too much sugar fruit sugar for diabetics, alcohol and fried foods, and then good foods for our endocrine system. These are, oh dear, I think I froze, but I think I'm back now. Okay. Good foods for the endocrine system, whole grains, legumes, nuts, all vegetables, celery, moderate use of sea salt, sea salt, hard fleshed fruits like apples, pears, citrus fruits, not citrus fruit juices, because I've lost all the fiber. Um, fish, eggs, chicken, flax, chia seeds, sesame seeds, and sunflower seeds. Um, chia seed pudding is one of my favorite things to do. If you don't like tapioca pudding, do not make this. You will hate it. But I love chia pudding, and it's basically just, yeah, Elaine says me too. Um, it's also, 
if you ever eat chia seeds, you know, putting in a smoothie or whatever, they should be soaked first. Otherwise they're pretty much just useless to your body and they just go through like roughage. But um, put some chia seeds in a bowl with any milk, you know, almond milk, hemp milk, raw milk, cow's milk, goat milk, whatever you like, milk, <laughs> and uh, put it in the fridge. And then for the next little hour or so, I give it a stir. Otherwise it just becomes like a like glob on the bottom. So I stir it periodically here and there while I'm in the kitchen. And by the next day, you have the most delicious pudding. You can add a couple drops of maple syrup or honey <laughs> if you want to, or vanilla. So good. And yeah, the end, at the end, she talks about taking your supplements. Um, she said vitamin supplements that are consumed on an empty stomach are absorbed more rapidly than those consumed in conjunction with food, but their absorption levels peak far more quickly. Any vitamins not absorbed are eliminated. Supplemental vitamins that are consumed with food take longer to reach the bloodstream, but their peak bloodstream levels are sustained for longer periods of time, allowing for greater absorption. With any given vitamin supplement, it is best to follow the recommendations of a nutritionist or follow the directions listed on the supplement. So, Ollie, Dr. Ollie said, when people said, when is the best time to take certain, <laughs> Elaine, I saw your comment and I instantly thought you meant the supplements. Um, uh, Elena was saying, I saw that you said, I put mine in small portion size mason jars and shake them up as they soak. I thought you meant supplements. Cause that's what I looked up from. And saw. <laughs> oh, no, I don't soak my supplements, but I do <laughs> soak my chia seeds. <laughs> yeah. In the jars is a good one. And Colleen said, adding soaked chia seeds to kombucha. So yummy. Yes. I have not thought about pre-soaking them, but what I'll do is put them in like a jar with it and just let it soak in the kombucha and then kind of churn it a little bit. Oh, so good. If you love oh, the time I love that. Yeah, Michael, my son loves kombucha. So and he recently like grabbed my stash of chia seeds and threw them in his um protein shake, but I didn't know you had to soak them before they went in the protein shake. So now I'll have to yeah. let him know that. Yeah. So when I was making smoothies, usually every morning, what I would do is in the evening, I did exactly what you said. I took like a four ounce mason jar and put chia seeds in it with water or almond milk and just let it soak overnight. So that then by the next morning, I had a soaked portion, as you say, ready to throw into my smoothie. Um, but with the supplements on when to take them, Dr. Ollie, um, as somebody asked him at convention one year, they said, you know, what's the optimum time? And he said, you know, there's optimum times, but also he said, it's best to just take it. So yeah, you can get different benefits here or there. I think, you know, it's good. You want to get that instant shot into your system. Take your super B in the morning, you know, like a while before breakfast. Okay. You're getting that instant injection into your bloodstream. But also, you know, if you take it with your breakfast, then you get that longer, slower release. So it could be that you have different reasons why you take it at different times. Um, and enzymes are always good to take between every meal 
and right before bed. Very, very, really good for your digestive system to take enzymes right before bed. That's the whole chapter. We were a bit long today, but we just had so many good things. I don't think the recording will come out too much longer just because we paused so many times. But um, Brussels sprouts are the food. She has a recipe for steamed Brussels, 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 Brussels with uh, lemon vitality oil that I absolutely love Brussels sprouts. So they're just tiny cabbages to me. Um, but I, that's a good thing to eat for our endocrine system. Does anybody have anything that they want to get on the recording before we stop it? <laughs> all right, healthy endocrine systems all.